0: Today on CityCast Pittsburgh, I don't know about you, but my feed has been full of one thing all weekend, and that is the Fern Hollow Bridge and what its collapse is doing to the East End. Luckily, only 10 people were injured, and not seriously, but it could have been much worse, and it also could have been avoided. The bridge has been rated poor for years, but according to one expert, not poor enough to shut it down. Kent Harries is a structural engineering professor with the University of Pittsburgh, He's here to explain what happens, now that the dust has settled, literally, for this bridge and the rest of the city's infrastructure. It's Tuesday, February 1st. I'm Morgan Moody and this is CityCast Pittsburgh.
1: It should not have been closed based on the rating, no. Bridge inspection and, and bridge management is very much a safety culture. And if there's a reason to close a bridge, if there's a, a, a imminent danger, it will be closed and, and be prioritized appropriately.
0: So the inspectors come out and say they find something that is deficient. What's the next step?
1: If, if there's an immediate problem... They will report it. And the bridge will be shut down. An example of that: uh, what was in Memphis uh, last year when the DeSoto Bridge inspectors identified a, a, a rather significant crack, and the bridge was shut down pretty much immediately. But otherwise, plans for remediation will be proposed, and then, unfortunately, that sort of goes into the hopper, and, and the engineering hopper may take a couple of years to churn out a, a, an ultimate solution. Uh, And then we've got to wait to find the funding and schedule the project. We do not have nearly the resources to address all of the problems that we have. And so it becomes very much a prioritization problem.
0: Right. The timing of this was just with President Joe Biden coming into town to talk about to talk about Pittsburgh's infrastructure, the infrastructure bill, but researchers from CMU have estimated that we'll need about 458 million dollars to repair all the bridges that need the help that is that even possible? Like do we even have that much money or or any resources really to fix every bridge that needs some attention in Pittsburgh? Uh
1: short answer no. Uh long answer Everybody cites slightly different numbers, but uh, the American Society of Civil Engineers uh, puts out an annual or biannual report card, and it's identified the need for for bridge infrastructure in this country. So only bridges, not the rest of the infrastructure. The need is somewhere north of $2 trillion. Wow. Now, the infrastructure bill was what? $1.2 you know, the, the numbers don't make sense, right? And you need to keep in mind that bridges are ultimately the tip of the iceberg. If we look at our nation's infrastructure, one might argue that bridges actually are in slightly better shape on average than much of the rest of the infrastructure, the buried infrastructure and whatnot, the stuff that we don't see. And, and that makes sense. I think bridges are something that people understand. They interact with daily. They get you from A to B without getting your feet wet. And and so they do tend to get the attention that much of the rest of the infrastructure doesn't. If you consider the Pittsburgh area, look at our needs in terms of sewer, stormwater, and wastewater compared to our need for bridges, and I believe you'll find the the, the the stormwater system actually has greater resource demand on it.
0: I was thinking even about water mains and water main breaks. Yeah. I mean, that happens daily in Pittsburgh.
1: Yeah. A- absolutely. And and the thing is, it affects very few people, right? I mean, uh, your typical water main break certainly isn't going to make the news. Occasionally it does when a bus falls into the, uh, the, the, the sinkhole that it creates. <laughs> and, and the truth of the matter is your typical bridge collapse doesn't make the national This one did, but not because of its importance, more likely because of its uh, rather fortuitous timing uh, in terms of the presidential visit. Otherwise, it's unlikely, particularly that, and thankfully that there were no casualties, that it would have made the news beyond the immediate region. Could
0: this collapse have been prevented? It was supposed to last what, like 75 years and and people have been reporting some deficiencies that they've seen since like 2016, 2017
1: uh, and, and earlier. In fact, this bridge certainly did degrade a little bit more rapidly than we would generally like to see. Uh, I mean, I'm older than this bridge and, and, and I'm not degrading. Hopefully I'm not degrading that quickly that said yes we could have done uh, there could have been a number of mitigating measures uh, earlier on in its life but the reality there has to be the resources to do that um and it's not that it's being ignored it's being it's simply that it, it hasn't crossed that threshold where the resources become available there are there are other priorities
0: how long do you estimate it will take to rebuild
1: uh, realistically, we're probably looking at a two-year time frame, recognizing that we're also deal with construction season. You really can't do a lot of construction in the winter. and it, it would be a question whether we could probably get something going this year. But again, then it'll be limited by next winter.
0: So while they're doing all that work, do you have any idea of what the economic impacts for those surrounding areas? So like like we talked about Regent Square, there's a lot of restaurants, um, there's, there's art galleries, there's a lot of businesses over there that now are kind of going to be cut off.
1: It's a real impact. I mean, I was joking with. My wife, I live in Shady Side. It, it's unlikely that we're going to head down to Dee's on, <laughs> on on Braddock anytime soon. You know, maybe in the summer when we can walk and things like that. Although we can't walk through the park, right? So I don't know what we're going to be doing. Without question, I, I, I remember vividly when the uh, Birmingham Bridge uh, fell. What was that? About eight, ten years ago. Uh, an interview with the fellow who owns the restaurant right on the on the south end of that bridge, and he said that his 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 traffic fell like 50, 60%. So there's no question that the, the local businesses, particularly the ones right at the foot of the bridge there, there's a little uh, group of restaurants, and then I suspect Region Square. But there's also the issue with the commute. If you live in Region Square and you're commuting to Oakland or downtown, you know maybe you'll find a better route like all Pittsburghers tend to do, but that might add 30 minutes to your commute. Right. So maybe an hour a day. So, so it's very hard to put a number on it.
0: Are you worried about this at all? Like, is there any part of this that keeps you up at night?
1: I, I've said it a few times. There's no such thing as a zero probability of failure. So so we're always up against that. I'm not really terribly concerned when I'm driving across a bridge because I know how they're managed. And, and I feel confident that the people making the decisions are, are generally doing it well with safety in mind. Um, what keeps me up at night really is the fact that we just have no will as a society it seems to really put the resources into our infrastructure that we need to right and we have gotten potentially to the point where it goes beyond having a will that we may not have the ability the the sheer amount of resources necessary so first dollars but then time imagine if tomorrow we turned around and as a result of this we had the fern hollow act and it it, it made eight trillion dollars available we would still be on a, what, 15 to 20-year cycle to actually spend that money and get bridges in the nation repaired. It's not something that happens terribly quickly.
0: I mean, I guess knowing that it comes down to more money than, and manpower than it does thinking that all of our bridges around us are going to just collapse under the weight of um, my tiny Honda.
1: Yeah, I've talked to a number of people who have now concerned, should we be concerned about driving across bridges? And realistically, no you know we, we all have a different perception of risk and you know the first thing you do when you get in your car i hope is put on your seatbelt, and and you do so because you have some perception of risk whether it's you recognize that that driving a car is inherently dangerous and you may may be injured or you simply want to avoid the fine that you're going to get if you're not wearing it but rationally and, and i don't know what the odds are we could we could probably do some type of calculation But the odds of actually being personally affected by a bridge collapse are quite small. And I would be equally concerned about lightning strikes.
0: Okay, (laughs) that makes me feel much better. That makes me feel so much better. Okay, and before I let you go, a little bit of news. Senior producer Megan Harris is with me. She's got a couple of headlines to share with us.
2: Yeah, so first, a moment of silence for a Pittsburgh legend. The longtime owner of Jerry's Records on Murray Avenue in Squirrel Hill passed away over the weekend. Man. Yeah, he'd already stepped down from the record store, uh, but he still loomed really large in the minds, I think, of anyone who ever stepped inside. The space is just cavernous, and he knew everything about all of them. Usually gave you free records when you checked out. Um, And he always knew who was in shouting distance to ask if there was something he wasn't aware of. So I think it's safe to say he will be missed.
0: Absolutely.
2: Morgan, what are you watching?
0: Playoff football. So if <laughs> if you're looking for a team to get behind for the Super Bowl, now that there's absolutely no chance, I guess, that the Steelers are going to go. I guess. <laughs> what do you think? They're going to come back from the dead? <laughs> you know, I don't know. You know, I'm always holding out hope. I'm, I'm a hopeless romantic for the Steelers. We don't even have a quarterback anymore. <laughs> I'm sure there's a fan out there somewhere who would gladly suit up. So are you rooting for the Bengals or for the Rams? I am going to root for the Rams for obvious reasons. First of all, the longstanding rivalry of the Bengals and the Steelers, I think that um, they would take away my proud fan doting card uh, if I cheered for the Bengals.
2: I mean, you'd look great in orange, but
0: I would never advocate for Ohio in any way. Uh, Not at all. Orange is absolutely my color, though. But Aaron Donald... Pittsburgh native, Penn Hills graduate, uh, former Pitt player, is going to the Super Bowl. He's an amazing defensive tackle, probably certainly the best in the league, will absolutely go down in history. He's one of the best ever. Um, He's got quite a few feathers in his cap as far as accolades, but this will be his second uh, Super Bowl appearance. So hopefully he can bring one home for uh, his cheering section here in Pittsburgh. And that's me. Oh, Um, and it's the Lunar New Year. So uh, today in our newsletter, we've got a fun
2: list of restaurants to help you celebrate if that's your jam. Personally, I am very excited to get some Sichuan food this week. Uh, I've got my eye on some Dan Dan noodles and hopefully
0: some dumplings and chili oil. I love going to uh, the Taiwanese Bistro Cafe 33. They have the best dumplings that Uh, I think I've ever had in the city. They're amazing.
2: Man, best in the city. That is quite the call out. If anyone wants to offer a rebuttal, you're welcome to get in touch with us. We just got a Google voice line. You can call or text it uh, to fight with Morgan about your favorite dumplings. If you
0: want to fight me about the dumplings, please call. That's 412-212-8893. And if there's one thing I know, it's dough. So if you're ready to fight, call the number. She's ready for you. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back later this week with more news from around the city. All right, see you then. What, what animal is it this year? Is it the tiger? Or it's the, the lo-
2: tiger. The year of the tiger. <laughs> Love it.